Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Walking Clouds with a Z. It's your boy, it's me. Hello, hello, RJ. Um, so, I want to jump right into it and introduce a very special friend of mine. She is Alicia Piscasio. Hello, hello. Hello, Alicia Piscasio. Oh, there you go, there you go. Go ahead, introduce yourself. Hello. Hey, everybody. Um, it's Alicia Essence. Um, so, so weird saying my actual social media names. (laughs) Check her out. XOXO. Um, (laughs) how are you feeling? I feel good. I feel good. Um, I don't know if anybody else feels this, but I just have been feeling a little bit low in energy lately. I don't know. I I did. I actually did a podcast yesterday. Mm. I haven't posted it just yet, but it's actually about being down, whatnot, right. and just not feeling, feeling yourself in a way. Right. I don't like that. I, I mean, it's like it's not necessarily that I don't feel myself. Like oddly enough, I feel confident as fuck, but like. <laughs> lazy you know but like i'm okay with it it's it's weird i guess maybe it's just me accepting the fact that i'm lazy right now that's okay (laughs) yeah which is totally fine to get up and do things but i just don't want to it's weird i feel it well for a little back history on how me and alicia met Mm -hmm. go ahead girl so um i work at dutch bros um back when I started when was that July of 2019 Mm -hmm. um I think maybe I had taken RJ's order a few times I'm not one to really uh talk a lot (laughs) outside so I'm just like let me get your order cool get you going he always orders just like a green tea and water so yep. and, and at the time we were paying with cash so I believe that he was paying with cash at that time so I would just send him straight to the window um, so I, I think the most vivid memory and I think that this is where like the connection really started was <laughs> he had came through and it was at night and it it wasn't really that busy um (laughs) so i was like let me talk to him and you know everybody at our stand was like we love rj rj (laughs) and i was like i'm really awful with names but really good with faces so they would say rj rj and i'd be like who the fuck is rj and then um so anyway i'm outside i'm taking orders and i get to rj (laughs) and the person in front of him background (laughs) their window was broke (laughs) okay so they had to open the door to (laughs) talk to me (laughs) so and we're not okay anyway (laughs) so so, i was so rude you guys (laughs) rj goes (laughs) i know they come here every day and they still ain't got their window fixed (laughs) because to me it didn't it doesn't make sense (laughs) like if you were spending $5 to, like, I don't know, $10, 12 13 Absolutely. 16 on drinks, 
your window regulator costs like fucking thirty or like seventy five dollars, but I mean you could still <laughs> fix that. Exactly. So it's, like, there's no point that right. you're putting yourself through that mentally each day. Your mind has right. adjusted to it. Like, oh, you know, I'm just gonna go to the, the thing. I have to open my door, and I'm like, that's ghetto. Exactly. But you guys, <laughs> karma came back at me. Let me not like <laughs> sound like an asshole. I was like, girl, this is so ghetto. <laughs> he didn't even look at me. When he I was so ashamed. He said, don't even talk about it. <laughs> I saw her on drive up, though. I mean, on, um, what is that? Uh, drive? Uh-huh. Is that what you just call it? And I'm like, you know, I gotta zoom, 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 you know, up in that driveway and talk to my girl. And But I know she's gonna talk shit about me because I just was talking, like, how we first met literally. is literally how we actually really met. And I made her laugh so, so dang hard. much. Oh so my goodness. Hard. I remember we started talking about Beyonce. <laughs> and I can't even remember what he told me, but I was literally laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> like, at this point, there's like cars lining up. but Hella cars. But we weren't, the line wasn't really moving, so it didn't really feel like a necessity to, you know, hurry and quick the conversation. I was having so much fun. And so... I just remember laughing so much, and I was like, I love him. What the fuck? Like, I love him. And so, anyway, I think at that point, that's when I kind of started to um, make it a point to remember his drink and to remember, like, his name. I don't know why I have this issue. I'm trying to work on it, y'all. But anyway, (laughs) so when he started coming through, we just started talking more and more. And then we finally added each other on social media, and... That's when we would start snapping each other. We are both really bad at streaks, so we try to have one, but it just, it's kind of one of those things that we text each other something and we don't get on snap for five days later, and so then we reply to that snap yeah, five exactly. days later, so. But it's like nothing, there was no time caps. There exactly. There was nothing. Like, we exactly. just, like, jump on real quick, but, like, more of, it's like a, like, an energy charge, because... Mm-hmm. Alicia has so much, like, energy inside of her, and then when our energies come together, Definitely. it's like, boom! Definitely. What the heck? Both of us. And, and it's like, even, so even when I'm at work and I'm just feeling, like, really low on energy, and I'm just, I really don't want to fucking be there sometimes, like, he comes through, and literally, I bet, every, like, everyone after him should thank him. Because, like, personally, I I laugh so much. And once I get that good laugh out, I'm like, okay, cool. So, like, what's going on? It's like my personality is back. Like, sometimes, and I think we all need that. Like, sometimes we just have that shadow over us or that cloud. And it's just, and it's really hard when you work in customer service. Because when you're not really feeling it. You know, energy matches energy. And so when someone comes through and they're not really that high on energy and they're expecting you to give them that and you can't, it just lowers your energy even more because you have your whole crew being like, you know, what what the fuck's going on? You need Mm -hmm. to be talking to people. And it's like, I really don't want to fucking talk. They don't want to talk either. And that's okay. Because we all have those days, but it's just the expectation of that. It gets hard. So having someone who has that high energy and and then it's not even like even RJ can come through and not be having a good day. We see each other and it's instantly like 
sparks you know like it's instant energy we are instantly like no matter if the conversation is yee high or fucking low low like mm -hmm. the inner we still feel relieved after having a conversation even no no matter how long it's been so yeah because i come through through a lot of the times i like to um even on the same days that she is not feeling so uppity uppity those are the same day somehow the universe is like, you know what? Go go to Dutch Bros. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I swear, if she's not there, I'm not going to be going through Dutch Bros. I will whoop, whoop, whoop somewhere else real quick. And then I see her and I'm like, damn, like, oh my goodness. I needed yes. to see you because it's a recharge. It's a healthy recharge because somehow, I don't know how it works, but I just let it happen. Our energy gets boosted. It's like taking mm -hmm. a quick caffeine shot mm -hmm. straight to, like, straight to your veins like oh okay let's go <laughs> literally absolutely and then it, it was like we had this photo shoot a little bit later down the line and that was um the first time that we had actually hung out outside of the environment because we're used to having maybe two three minute conversations exactly and so then it was like the first time we were actually around each other for a, a long period of time. And I think it was like, like an hour. It was more than an hour. Oh yeah, it was more than hours because it was. The sun was going down. So. It went down quick. <laughs> for no damn no reason. No damn reason. Disrespectful, but and it was a full moon that exactly. night. Exactly. So. Which wow. I didn't know. Isn't that crazy? I just put, I just put two and two wow. together. I'm like, oh. Interesting. Spicer. So um. It was the first time we actually really had like in-depth conversation or long conversations and it and it wasn't weird at all like it was flow. so refreshing it was just chemistry it was all there so we also went to like the wetlands park when we did the photo shoot and it was your first time mm -hmm. right but the smell like it's mm. just so earthy and Beautiful. it's it's like a for me, certain smells trigger good memories of, like, being right. a kid. But all as well as there's, like, natural smells. Like, there's lavender. There yeah. has to be lavender and a eucalyptus down there. Right. Oh, only absolutely. because that smell hits your nostrils and you're like, oh, wow, I feel, I feel really good. It smells so amazing. So amazing. And the day that we went, the weather was perfect. Oh, it was, it was, so it was beautiful. beautiful. I think that was in October-ish. Yeah. It wasn't too cold because we don't play with the cold first time. Absolutely off. not. That's trifling. <laughs> <laughs> and that's dirty. <laughs> that's the ghetto. <laughs> so a little bit um, that also... One thing that connected and helped us bond even more was our... The one thing that brought us together and was kind of a what the hell was finding out that she is also black and white and I am mixed with black and white. But we look completely different. Two two different beings with the same, I guess, like background. The color paint mixtures. Right. <laughs> same experiences, per se. Yeah. But, like, growing up next, it's hard. I don't know about it's you. It's hard as, yeah. Like, sometimes, what was it like growing up for you? What were like the annoying younger, things? Oh, my goodness. So... I went through two different completely like transformations. So I was born here in Vegas and when I was three I moved to Louisiana. So 
Monroe, Louisiana, Tallulah, Louisiana. Um, very, very uh, ghetto areas, mm-hmm. very uh, low poverty areas, or how would you say that? Uh, just, just poverty, you know, the hood. I, I was raised in the hood. So as a little light-skinned girl with a white mom, um, it was not easy. I went to school with all um, black kids and all the little girls, they they picked on me. Uh, Like, I was bullied because I was white or I'm not black enough or my hair is weird. But, I mean, ultimately, it was just because... You were different. I was different. And so... And they weren't used to it. And so... And I remember, like, when these little white kids had transferred into our school, they beat the shit out of them in the bathroom. Like, because they were white. And back then... I mean, like, in Louisiana, like, corporate or... Or what is it when you are able to paddle the kids in school? Um... Discipline. School discipline, like the principal was able to, to take discipline or to be able to what? do that. That was okay in our school. It was okay for our teachers to hit our hands with rulers and stuff. So we still kind of lived in those oh, very no. racist um, <laughs> things. My mom shouldn't play that. We had if anybody touched me at school, my mom would come up there and she raised in hell and I let everybody know <laughs> that shit. My mom did come up there and she made one of my teachers cry. We're not going to talk about that. (laughs) (laughs) But that woman is, she's crazy. I was scared to, like, have any of the kids get in trouble because of my mom. Right. My mom is... Absolutely. When it comes to her kids... She don't play. If if I'm not in the wrong, what do you know? But even if I am in the wrong, she's like, oh, Oh, bitch, you you don't disrespect. Because you will... You You could have called me. That's what she would say. You could call me you at any time. You must have lost your rabbit ass <laughs> mind, my mama would say. Shoot. <laughs> but, um, so they were able to actually, well, because then, like, a lot of our parents worked a lot, and so we were badass fucking kids. It's the hood. So, like, they just would send you to the principal's office, you get your ass paddled, and that was that. So, what? no. When these white kids had transferred to our school, I remember them getting their ass beat, and I was just like, damn. And anyway, I ended up making friends with, like, the mean girls. I was just literally an asshole. But they were so rude to me, even in our friendship, but, like, they wanted to be friends with me. So, and I wanted to be friends with them because it was the only way that I fit in. So I would take their bullshit, like, I remember, like, one of my friends would be like, you can't fight. You You can't fight. You're white. And I was like, well, do you want to fight? She'd be like, no, I don't need to fight you. I would beat the shit out of you. And then I would be like, What? Oh, my God. What grade was this? This was literally my, so my whole third grade year, I was bullied. I had no friends. And then my fourth grade year, that's when I made friends with these girls. They were so mean to me. And then I left Louisiana in seventh grade. So all the way up until that time. So the summer going into seventh grade, I left Louisiana and I went to um, Ely, Nevada, which is four hours away from here. Um, just to put that in perspective, my graduating class senior year was ninety four students. Shit. Um, <laughs> Legacy was like 
there a crap ton of kids. Right. There was one high school, um, two elementary schools, one middle school. Uh, no, two middle schools, two elementary schools. One What's school. Ely like? White. It's all white people. They're racist. Um, and I forgot to mention, in Louisiana, middle school didn't start until seventh grade year. So it didn't start in sixth grade. So I was still in elementary school, oh. sixth grade year. And so when I had moved to Ely, Nevada, I like started middle school, but all of them had already started middle school, if that makes sense. Like everybody knew each other from the previous year, so they all were friends and shit like that. And although I moved to a new school, it wasn't like all of us were starting at a new school, basically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like since there is different elementary schools, going to the one middle school was like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So, when I went to school, my style was different. And Ely? Very different from everybody in Ely. They're farmers. They wore, they're, they kind of, everyone, even the poorest people still have more money than me, basically. Like, where I came from, I didn't have shit. So, like, it was weird going there and having my style. Remember, I used to wear these fat bows in my hair with some lollipops, and everyone was just like, in Louisiana, you don't stare at people. And in Ely, people just stare at you. I was the only black girl. Like, even though I had just left Louisiana and I was a white girl, I come to where it's just straight white people, and now I'm a fucking black girl. And it's like, what the fuck? This is so weird to me. This is so, it, it was such a culture shock because my mom was the only white person around. I had maybe a couple of white teachers back in school, but that was it. I was not used to being around a bunch of white people and me being the only black person. So mm -hmm. that was a big so culture fucking shot. weird. So fucking weird. I was just like, I remember, so my first encounterment with racism, like me being black, I was on the bus, and I, I want to say I was going to school because it was still it was around football season, so I had been going to school for maybe two months at that time. And the football, I lived very far out of the town with my grandpa, who stayed on a farm. So we there was a bus that took us all the way out there, and so on the way out there is a field for the basketball or the football team or whatever for them to practice. So. The football boys would ride the bus with us, whatever. There was this little Mexican boy, and he wanted to sit next to me on the seat. And I was like, no, you're not going to sit next to me on the seat. There's plenty of other seats open. I d just hated everyone there. So I was just like, why the fuck would you want to sit by me? And so, <clears throat> anyway, I wouldn't let him sit by me. And I, and I did think he was kind of cute. Like, I was like, <laughs> oh, he's kind of cute. I, I don't... Play like hard to get type shit like mm. I was just being petty type shit and so anyway he just got so mad I don't know where he grabs my backpack throws my backpack to the back of the bus and tells me to get to the back of the bus where I belong oh heck no I was so in fucking shock and so like that was the first time I ever felt like, even though when I was in Louisiana and girls bullied me for being white, like, it still felt like I belonged there. Like, when I go home, like, 
my stepdad was black like I'm around black family like it's different I know I'm black I just know that I'm a lighter color and even though I still didn't feel like I was black it was so different experiencing white people treating you like shit because you're black even though like you're not even dark dark or you can pass or whatever the fucking case may be it was just so crazy to the hurt that I felt, the pain that I felt, how ugly I felt, how disgusting I felt. And it was just like, whoa, like there's actually people like this in the world and Young I have to experience too. this. What the fuck? And I remember going home and I, I had just taken school photos. I remember going home and just cutting up on my photos and I was crying and my mom was like, what the fuck are you doing? I'm like, crying and I'm not the kind of person that talks about my feelings even then even now so I would just cry and I, I was sitting there and she was like what's wrong baby like what is going on why are you cutting up because my mom like she just reacts at first and then when she knows it's serious she's like okay what the fuck is going on so anyway I, I knew my mom was gonna flip the fuck out and I just didn't want to talk to her about it because I didn't want to be embarrassed at school or the attention to be brought back to the situation because it was so embarrassing as is and I fucking cried on the bus like <laughs> I was so embarrassed so anyway I tell my mom and my mom just gets so fucking mad she starts fucking screaming like she's like I'm calling the fucking school right now and I'm just like mom like can you please chill the fuck out like I'm still crying. Anyway, she's like, I want you to know that you're fucking beautiful. Like, no one can ever take that away from you. Like, they're jealous. They're fucking haters. Like, all of this shit. My mom was like, I know I've taught you to love everybody, and that's not how people should act. That's not how it's going to be, and I'm going to do something about this. Anyway, he didn't get kicked off the football team. Nothing happened to him except in-school suspension for maybe a month. And everyone at school gave me shit because I that got happened. him in trouble. I think he skipped one game. He was had to miss one game, and he was a star player on the football team. So everyone was mad at me that I made him miss a game and that I snitched, basically. So that's a little bit of <laughs> the bullshit. But when I got into high school... After I'd been there for a while, like, obvious, but everyone still gave me hell of attention after the situation had passed, because I talked different. I was, like, country as fuck when I moved there, and everyone would want to listen to me speak, and I was just like, uh, I hated the attention, but I hated the attention, so I changed the way that I talked. I started talking proper, because I was like, I fucking hate when people ask me to say something, or like say a certain word or say a certain phrase so now i talk like this <laughs> you know i but, had to do like the whole the way you talk because growing up for me like going through my school was trying to find where i'd be like be where i'd belong right because my middle school elementary wasn't like yours i don't know what the hell louisiana was trying to think about raising you raising these kids this is why they are the way they are because y'all whooping kids you don't, probably don't do it now, but yeah. disrespectful, number one. Right. Number two, middle school, it was more of, I had the same, there was, there was like no, there was probably three white kids, mm. maybe. Mm -hmm. The rest, Hispanic and black. 
So, you know, me going to this, I, I was at elementary school on base, and I saw all white people, which right. is not, not bad at all, but it was different going to a school where it's just only right. the black people, only the Hispanic kids, and you're like, whoa, right. where do I go? Where can I fit in? Right. And then next thing you know, what are you? Right. Black and white. Oh, okay. You act pretty white. You're pretty whitewashed. Right. What is whitewashed? Like mm-hmm. me not knowing what the heck whitewash meant, mm-hmm. and so then I would have to go find somewhere else. The Asians didn't really like me; they mm-hmm. kind of didn't fuck with me. And I was like, okay, cool. I'll just go find somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Trying to find that misfit group, you know, right. that accept anybody. <laughs> but turned it out. It ended up turning out to be like the Hispanics. Like the Hispanics accepted me. They thought my hair was cool and different, right. but then I started cutting it and kept it as like a fade. Right. Um, switched it up a little bit. I remember when I went to Indiana, and my uh, my aunt, my aunt Jolene, she like bought us clothes from Burlington, uh-huh. and from Indiana to obviously this like Nevada, Nevada. So like Indiana's clothing styles compared to Vegas clothes styles are completely different. West Coast, East Coast, they dress. Com- it's different styles. You have different creativity and everything like that. The weather's different as well. So, mm-hmm. so you gotta dress, you know, exactly. a little. Gotta dress a little warm. And I remember having like the polo, um, the South. I think it was South Pole or South South something. It was a clothing brand. Super. I don't know. Like to me, it was like mm-hmm. very cultured in right. a way. I remember but. Yes. Dickies. Apple bottoms. Apple bottoms. Oh, mm. apple bottom jeans. With the boats, with the fur. Hey. Not knowing what the hell that song meant. <laughs> at all. No. He's just like, that shit at the dance. It's like, boots with the fur. Right. I, don't even, I couldn't wear Such boots, but shit, I was like, okay. Girl. Little ass girls. Right. So, I mean, but, having yeah. that whole going through that situation of finding where you can belong, same thing with high school. I couldn't hang out the with any black people because I was a little different. Mm-hmm. I liked to listen to country music back then and mm-hmm. I loved all kinds of music. Right. So I didn't really have a selective one to right. go to. So whoever cl- uh, clicked with me clicked with me. And there was kind of like a group where, not trying to sound sad, but like we were the miss, like the miss, the odd children. Mm-hmm. Looking back at it, I'm like, ooh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't awkward. Mm-hmm. I was a a wallflower or yeah. something but i mean it sucks that yeah. going through what we have to go through is Absolutely. a real thing like my hair my hair got made fun of mm-hmm. all the time all the i got time. called chia pet that was like the main <gasps> one i was like Ugh, I i'm used a cute chia pet every day in high school to my senior year like really in middle school too after that incident happened i was like i'm not wearing my natural hair like and if i wore my natural hair it would have to be like in a braid or... Can I touch your hair? Oh my fucking goodness. Is that real? Right. Oh, is that your real color? Right. I know you guys that your real color so much. Like, oh, oh, okay. That's not your real hair. Okay, first off, little heifer. Go somewhere else. Because this is, this is me. This is who I am. I touch my hair for you, for me. And I feel like it's brought, it's going more of like a natural way. Mm -hmm. Has definitely help the society Absolutely. even though like 
I do talk about Beyonce a lot. I love me some Beyonce, mm-hmm. but only because watching her music videos of her hairstyle, she's accepted mm-hmm. that, like, her Black Parade song talks about, like, fuck these straight edges, I'ma let it shrivel up. Like, heck yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. Wear that natural. And that's why, you guys, I did a photo shoot with Alicia, and I told her, I'm like, I want you to wear natural hair, curly, and I want by it all the way, out. it's been a year and six months Almost, yeah, a year and six months since I've put any heat on my hair. So. Yes, I love yes. that. I love hearing that. Yes. All natural products. Because yes. that was the other thing. Mm-hmm. Growing up and trying to do your hair and people Absolutely. calling it, oh, it's like a rat's nest mm-hmm. or um, clown hair. They didn't make... Oh like product for no us no products for mixed hair i remember they had mixed mixed child mixed chicks yeah mixed chicks but that was Cantoon. like that was and it dries out your hair list like now i'm so glad we have products that actually do it do shit for our hair and that like we live in a society that's more and it's crazy because you can say this to an older person and say i i feel like we live in a society that's more accepting and they're like oh that's bullshit but i mean think about it mm-hmm. like there we have so much more diversity and there's so much more shit brought to light now in days than it was fucking 10 years ago or even five years ago so i'm just fucking grateful we finally got shit for our hair because mm-hmm. fuck i remember being a kid and there was nothing you use grease gel mm. that shit's so bad for your hair there was this one i think it's like amp pro or something and it makes like when you fill your hair it feels like it's, it's hard yes it yes. was like a black orange did you ever use mousse in your oh, hair oh no my mom oh. got me off that she was like don't use that yeah I was like, oh, okay mom like that my mom's white too so scrunchy crunchy like you eating a taco from exactly. like Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck? No. And it gets flaky. Ooh. We don't like it. And then when you're scratching your head, people mm-hmm. are like, oh, what? Oh. No, for real. They so shed it. Right. Yes. I ain't got no dandruff. Mm-mm-mm. I can't get lice though. <laughs> <laughs> So obviously you have a lot of energy and when our energies collide together um, they create like an abundance of beautiful and like really beautiful right. energy but how do you you kind of disappeared and we both disappeared for from each other and if you guys will um, will listen to the one before this I, I did talk about how going into depression is like a real thing like it's a legit real thing getting anxious and not wanting to go out because you don't know who's going to be there what's going to be there what the scene's like what's the weather like what are you going to wear the things that go through my head and makes me stay inside like what what did you do in order to keep yourself i want to say like grounded in a way because you've taught i thought i had a lot of crystals you guys but no (laughs) baby girl got an abundance is the word abundance of crystals i was looking today and i was like actually i have like literally barely any crystals for my throat chakra which is like something that i struggle with the most and so Mm. it's actually really crazy to me that nothing has stuck out to my attention while i was at the crystal store for my throat chakra so but um so honestly i also I realized that I I had anxiety maybe the beginning of August. Um, 
I went through this really awful breakup and I had the worst panic attack. I um, actually was struggling with body dysmorphia. I, I believe that this is where my spiritual awakening began because as I was going through all of these things, I went through like not wanting to get out of bed. I changed my schedule at work to only um, working maybe two to three days a week because just going in more than that was just hard, but I needed money still. And so not only that, but I was spending money on, I don't, I was being so, uh, my relationship with money was awful as well. And that just wasn't making it any better either because my self-esteem was also low. And anyway, I was like, fuck, I hate feeling like this. I hate this feeling of I can't get out of bed, I can't do shit, I'm not eating. I remember sending my mom a video of me and she was just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You're skinny as fuck. It's no lie, no bullshit, she said that. And I remember being so emotional about it because I was like, fuck you, you don't know what the fuck's going on in my life. I don't tell you shit because I don't want you to stress. Like, <laughs> I... I'm trying like, to protect you, mom. Exactly. Like, and I was like, why can't you just ask me what's wrong so just it felt like she was attacking me and I realized that I was in such a defensive mode like I remember one of my friends telling me that she could notice that I was becoming anorexic and she could notice that I had a body or an eating disorder and so it I felt so attacked and I knew it I knew it in the back of my mind I just didn't know how to get out of this phase I didn't know how to get out of what I felt like was holding me back and so I remember just thinking like or I don't remember um what I think maybe I had a dream or I actually I did shrooms so <laughs> I did shrooms and when I had this trip it started off very very dark and I knew that it was going to do that because I was in such a dark space. And it felt like this darkness just wanted to take a hold of me. And I had to fight to like be light. And I just kept telling myself, you're a good person. You're a good person. You're good. Like everything is okay. You're okay. You're safe. You're good. And all of a sudden, I was in this whole little fucking magical world and it was so fucking cool. And it was just amazing. And at this time in my life I felt so fucking alone and so just like ugh, down and when I had went on this trip I didn't feel alone anymore there was so many versions of myself that I could see that I had realized and I know that this is maybe a little bit more ex expanded in some people's <laughs> knowledge but it just made me see things a lot differently and it helped me love myself again, you know? And I'm not saying that, I'm not recommending you do drugs or anything for something like that, but having a trip as such does change the way you look at things and does change the way you see the world. And to me, it was like, I remember thinking the whole time, like, fuck, I have a real life. Like, I have an actual life outside of the things that I'm, I'm seeing right now. And it felt like, I had been on shrooms for days, like, in my mind, like, the places I was going, it felt like I was spending days there, but I would have quick glimpses of, like, reality and being, like, 
fuck, I have to work tomorrow. <laughs> like, I have a job. Like, I actually know people outside of the people in my head. You know what I'm saying? Like, outside of this trip. And so, anyway, after this trip, that's when I had decided to go vegan. Because... It was the only way I could trick my mind into eating because I felt like what I was eating was good and I wasn't going to get quote-unquote fat. So this was a way to take away my body dysmorphia or more so shove it down, you know, and get myself back healthy. And doing that was amazing for the time that I had done it because I didn't really like food. I didn't want to eat. So like... I had to actually, you know, look at what was in my food and be conscious of what I was putting in my body. And when I was, like, making myself food, it was more enjoyable. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was, it felt like I was doing something for myself. And I think that this whole attack and this whole, like, depression came from me not doing enough for myself. And it, it was me not taking care of myself. And so... When I felt like I started taking care of myself, then I started learning more about spirituality. And so with that came into me um, looking up my chakras and understanding what is off, off balance, what's blocked, what's holding me back, what's not. And at the time, I had tarot cards, but I never really, like, dug into it. But I never really dug into it, or I had crystals, but not many. Never really knew a lot about crystals. I went to the crystal shop, and I got some, but I didn't even remember the names of them that I got. Like, so <laughs> it was that. kind of, <laughs> right, it, it was kind of just, like, I wanted to, to tap into these things, but I was not fully involving myself in these things. And I, and at this time, I had done a lot of that, just tiptoeing to things and just not really going full force or being overly consumed with something, I guess, or wanting to learn more. It was just like, oh, I like this. I'm gonna leave it at that, you know? Not wanting to grow with it or do more with it. And so anyway, when I started noticing most of my chakras were blocked and this is why I feel so so go ahead and finish that one this is why I feel so out of order like disconnected in a way mm -hmm. so like just to go into more details like exactly for people that don't know what like chakras mm -hmm. are what are what are what's it what's a chakra so we all have seven chakras um basically it is the different types of energies that flow within the middle of our body so um the first chakra is the root chakra the second chakra is going to be your sacral chakra and then the third chakra is your solar plex chakra <laughs> Your fourth chakra is your heart chakra. Your fifth chakra is your throat chakra. Your sixth chakra is your third eye chakra. And then you have your seventh chakra as your crown chakra. Because it starts from the bottom. Absolutely. And goes up to your, because mm -hmm. the crown is obviously your head. Yes. Your so mind. the crown is, um, if you take your finger and go from the top of your ear and go all the way to the top of your head, place three fingers there. 
that is right where your crown chakra is. And then your third eye chakra is right in the middle of your eyebrows. And then your throat chakra would be just right in the middle of your throat. And your heart chakra is your heart. Um, your solar plex chakra is going to be right below your belly button, right at the lower part of your stomach. And then your solar or your sacral chakra is going to be right at the top of like where your genitals are. And then your root chakra is actually where like the gooch is because that's that's our closest form to earth. So root chakra is what keeps us grounded. It's uh, how we feel safe. It's our security. That's usually when you have an un unbalanced root chakra you can feel insecure you can feel very anxious about I mean that's where social anxiety comes out because you don't feel comfortable around a lot of people it feels unsafe and like you said before not knowing how many people are there or who's there is just that uncomfortability um, your sacral chakra is about is passion that's your your sex chakra that's your comfortability right there so um, an unbalanced sacral chakra also has to root in insecurity. It also has to do with not wanting to be around people, not wanting to um, just interact or be intimate. Then you have your solar plex chakra, which that chakra holds like guilt. It holds all of those um, just hasty emotions there and so then you have your heart chakra which you know has to do with love being open if you don't have an open heart chakra you can stem from like not wanting to be with someone not wanting to be wow. open to love self-sabotaging and then your third eye chakra is what um gives you more consciousness more uh awareness it's not awareness because your crown chakra is awareness that's where you're mm -hmm. at the at the most high your third chakra is more like um your intuition your um subconscious that kind of stuff so um that's a little bit about that but I'm still learning still and I'm still like I told RJ not too long ago that I was dedicating the next seven weeks to opening my chakras and taking my time and learning and diving into those chakras and diving into each one of them separately understanding them and working through them and healing them because we can all feel good in one moment but deep down inside we know we're not good <laughs> Don't lie to yourselves now. So. That's what it comes down to as well. Exactly. And with that being said, I also am practicing radical acceptance, which, which is basically accepting now. Right now. And I, I haven't really talked to a lot of people about my views on a lot of things, but I don't believe in time. Time is just a notion I believe in energy um, and with that being said there is no past there is no future 
energy never dies. So anywhere that we've ever been, we are able to put ourselves back in that. You won. So I don't really believe that there is a past or a future. Um, energy never dies. So anywhere that we've been, and this is going to get a little weird because <laughs> I'm we like weird. weird. <laughs> um, but energy never dies. And wherever we've been, well, let me take this back a little. So I believe that we all have some magical powers and just as well as we have karmic debt, just as well as we have generational curses, just as well as we have generational debt. And when you start to find yourself and you start to uncover those things and you start your healing, you're healing not only yourself, but your past generations. You're not only overcoming your own um, journeys, you're overcoming your ancestors' journeys. So, anyway, I also believe that we have past lives. So, with that being said, I believe that this is why we get deja vu or mm. we have these dreams and it feels so real. It's because ultimately things are in dimensions and there are realms. And so we're able to see that that's just class oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're able to see that when we are in dreams because dreams are you know that's the closest to losing body and mind you know or whatever however you want to take that anyway trickling back to what I was saying before there's no past there's no future um, any place that we've ever been, we're able to put ourselves back in that moment and feel those feelings again because we're able to astro project, which we are able to through, do through meditation. And <laughs> when y'all get on this wavelength and y'all get with yourselves, you gon' feel it like... So, astral projection is basically being able to put yourself in a time, in a space, and feel those same exact feelings and feel though that exact moment. Kind of like when you put music on and you kind of feel like you can put yourself back in that time and Heck feel that yeah. feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And if you guys have watched Soul, have you watched Soul? Not yet. Oh my goodness, you would... When I make this analogy, you would cry because anytime I tell this to someone, so astral projection, there's a, a, a part in the movie. Let me give you a little rundown real quick. So, and I don't want to spoil this for you, but it just is going to go into what I'm trying oh, to I say. So, you know, there's a soul named 22, and she actually ends up getting into this older man's body, and this man's soul ends up in a cat's body, right? And he's trying to figure out how to switch their souls back so that way he can go back to living his life. But he went into a coma. He was about to die. Whatever. But what? he wants to live. <laughs> Dang, he wants to live life so bad. So anyway, a shaman basically comes and is able to put him back in his body, but he moves too fast and fucks up 
what soul goes in what body. So a poor cat ended up dying <laughs> because a soul left that wasn't supposed to leave. Does that make sense? Okay. Yeah. So anyway, the other soul ends up in his body instead of him. So this is like a cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, like... Well, kind of like... Astral. So now he's able to see himself. Like, they're now living in human life. A human life. But he's oh, a cat. Okay. He was once a human. He's a cat now. Because when their souls went to transfer... He pushed the other soul out the way, oh, and she bonker. ended up in his body. Yeah. Okay. So this other soul has never experienced Earth before. Oh, so it's like a whole brand new like scenario in a way. Mm-hmm. So she is not in her own body or what she would have as a, a human if she were to come mm-hmm. to Earth. She has his body. He's a cat. He's seeing his body, but her soul in his body, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyway, while she's in his body, she's able to make these memories and make these experiences and feel these type of feelings because she's enjoying life, right? And he's moving so fast in life, like even as a cat, he's like, we need to go to this place, we need to do this, we need to get ready for this, we need to do that, blah, 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 right? And she's just like, I'm just trying to enjoy life, you know? And so, while she's in his body making memories and stuff like that, a whole situation goes on. She goes back to the spirit realm. He ends up on Earth, right? He starts playing the piano, and the soul had saved some little things in her pocket, well, his pocket, because she thought it was really cool, like a piece of bagel, a lollipop from the haircut, the barbershop. Um, a flower that fell off the tree. These were things that brought her purpose and made her happy while she was in his body, right? Mm-hmm. So he sees these things, and this is where astral projection comes in, y'all. He touches the leaf, and when you see him touch the leaf, he actually experiences the feelings that 22 felt when she was in his body. And he started crying. And then he touched the lollipop and he saw the memories the way that 22 saw the memories in his mind through his body. And so even though his soul was not in that body, his body was in that area and it formed energy. And he created those memories because his brain and his body was there, although his soul wasn't. And so this is astral projection through meditation. You're able to put yourself in those memories and in those spaces and deal with with those things and feel those feelings again. And trickling back to what I was saying about the chakras, I'm working on my root chakra and I'm working and and like I said before the root chakra has to do with safety and being grounded and it's what keep us keeps us close to earth and it's like our earthly being and so prop or or shadows of the root chakra is neediness greediness um, stupidity or unawareness um 
fearfulness and um, what's the other one? Damn, I can't think of the other one. But anyway, at some point in our lives, like basically practicing radical acceptance and doing this, this chakra work and working on myself and digging deep into myself and healing myself, I have to accept myself and I have to love myself. And we all have demons, we all have trauma, we all have a darker side to us that we're afraid to show people and it's because we haven't accepted it or people have made us feel like it's not okay. And so neediness being a shadow of the root chakra, a lot of people make it seem like being needy is bad. And needy is just the very extended or dramatic version of wanting and or of having. And when we're souls and we come here to experience this life this society in this world has made us feel like independence has to be the number one priority if you're not independent you're not this you're not that but in all actuality we're all supposed to be interdependent we're, we need people we come Definitely. here as babies and as babies what do they need they need every fucking thing <laughs> they can't do shit by themselves yeah they're needy as fuck. We need that still. To this day, we still need people. We still need love. We still need affection. We still need words of affirmation. We still need all of those things. And people have made us feel like it's bad to want that. Or it's bad to need that. Or it's bad to be emotional. And I feel like that's one thing we need to, like, slowly we're changing. Absolutely. But, I mean, it's just taking time. Just like with everything going on, like, today, mm -hmm. I mean, we're, we're raising awareness to the situation, but we're changing it at least from one person to another. Right. And I think that's, like, the really big important part because Absolutely. communication... Like, if we're not communicating with ourselves... Absolutely. Like, the whole... Like, doing meditation. Right. I do that. All, for, when we first went into quarantine, that's all I did. Mm -hmm. All I did was meditate. Mm -hmm. Each day. And that, that... It felt good. It was Absolutely. nice outside. I did a little sunbathe. I got my recharge. Mm -hmm. I charged my own crystals. But it came to a point where I had to go back to work. And it kind of mm -hmm. disconnected from that. But that leads into november that's when it started getting all dark and i'm like right. okay cool and we would see each other from right. time to time to like kind of reground each other because mm -hmm. you can do meditation but i also believe that like meeting talking with someone Absolutely. that you connect with can re it can reground you Absolutely. you get regrounded real quick because when you see them up in the sky like first off Boo boo, you looking like boo boo the fool. Absolutely. All the way up on cloud nine. I'm gonna bring you back down just to cloud eight. Okay? We'll do it slowly. But I mean, at this point, we need to come together and be able to talk about certain situations. Like with Alicia, I can talk about certain things that I'm comfortable about because we built that, that bridge and we crossed it and met halfway. And it's an even flow. So then right. all the water is like our emotions. And it just goes rushing through. And I'm like, oh, wow, it's okay. Things might be a little hectic right. in life. But we're like still able to connect one-on-one. -on -one. Right. 
So along with the radical acceptance meditation, as well as just realigning your chakras, um, are there like any other things? Because today she went to the store, you guys. She went to the crystal store and <laughs> she bought some goodies. I was like, damn, girl. <laughs> but like, can you um, can you like go and go into detail yeah. about what you bought and what they're exactly used for? Definitely. Okay, so actually. Because we have new people that like to try new things, and I like to try new things. Definitely. So, um, I picked me up some new tarot decks, but um, there's some Oracle tarot decks. So it's basically just for specific things. So I got some healing ones, which are basically like some affirmations. So what I'll do is basically put like my intentions with something that I need to know for the day that that might be a question that I ask my cards and whatever it pulls maybe that's the affirmation that I need to know for that day or that I need to maybe focus more on so um that and I got a chakra card a chakra deck because I told y'all I'm trying to get my shit together (laughs) so but um I went to this crystal store and I picked up, I want to say, eight different crystals today. Literally. Um, I got some carbodridum. Carbodridum. I don't know exactly. Let's look up what its uh, properties are because it just really stuck out to me today. And I don't know why, and usually when something sticks out to me, it's because I need it or I'm lacking. So, let's look up its properties. So, it says that it uh, energetically purifies the mind, body, and spirit while encouraging intuition and um, disconcernment. So, it says that uh, it can magnify in- energy and transfer from the healer to other minerals. So, it's actually really crazy that I got that because I have been trying to learn more about energy and learn more um, about, because I believe that everything is energy, I just want to know more about how I can better understand that and better explain that to everyone else. Um, and I feel as if I'm a healer as well, so I really like the fact that I got something that deals with healing. I also got, um, I love that one. It's so beautiful. so fucking beautiful. I've seen so so many people have it. Um, let's look up the proper, proper properties for it. So... Malkalite absorbs negative energy and pollutants. Um, it picks them up from the atmosphere in the body, and then it guards against radiation, um, and it activates the chakra. So this is actually for your, what chakra is it? Just took a picture. It's for your heart chakra. So the heart chakra is actually green, so most crystals that are green are for the heart chakra as well as well as rose quartz so um i also just picked me up some more black tourmaline 
I really like it. Um, I actually do sleep with some black tourmaline and I carry it with me in my purse. But let me tell y'all the proper. Um, so it improves circulation, it promotes a healthy mood, um, and it reduces stress and anxiety as well as obsessive behaviors. Um, I also really like to sleep with it because um, I feel as if it keeps away the bad dreams um, and it just helps me go deeper into my sleep. So I got more of that today. I picked up some um, tourmaline. Make sure that's what it's called. So tourmalinated quartz uh, cleanses your aura and clears energy patterns that have resulted in stagnation. Which is, um, I felt like I needed that. Like I told you guys, I've been learning about energy. And I actually got this reading from one of my clairvoyant friends and she told me that um, I've been very stagnant because I've been holding on to things that I need to let go and so um, <laughs> I actually picked this up because I have been trying to figure out the best way to let go of things and figure out why I'm hoarding things so much and has to do with people and emotions and just a bunch of different things so I also picked up some dragon blood um, it's a Jasper that promotes creativity in all aspects uh, it brings courage and strength of will and I it also it's said to promote uh, fertility and sex drive but you know I ain't trying to be on that level. Maybe touch dry, but... Um, so, I picked this up because actually I've been wanting that for a really long time, but I... It, it was kind of expensive at a lot of places, so... Or they just had, like, bigger pieces. So, I only got this little sphere-shaped one, but it's still super cute, and I like it. But, anyway, so I got that one today, too. I picked up some orange, um, what is it called? Some orange, uh, calcite. So, orange calcite does. Uh, it cleanses your physical body and your environment of ne negative energy, uh, quickens your spiritual development, promotes happiness and joy, increases your awareness, and helps you discover and embrace your soul purpose. It's also for your sacral chakra, which I'm going to be working on this Sunday, so I wanted to get something else for my sacral chakra because I already have um, selenine but I wanted to just get some more stuff so I could alternate um, the rest of this week and then I got um, what did I call um, some mal uh, not malachite um, moldavite 
which is very fucking expensive. I was just showing RJ that I got just barely this little cheap chip for $7, but even then, like, it's so expensive. So, um, Moldavite is the stone of greatness. Uh, it helps with spiritual fire and for destined purpose. This is, um, it's basically like the stone that's like represents Mother Earth, her the depthness of like the green and um, where it comes from. So uh, let's see. It also, I actually listened to this woman on YouTube talk about how Moldavite um, helps with experiencing past lives in your dreams. So I wanted to get some so I could put my Labradorite, Moldavite, and my. Um, black tourmaline under my pillow and try to go to another fucking realm or something so that's that let's see it also says that uh it kind of connects us more to the earthy world um and it eases homesickness so it's also used for the um I want to say it's used for the heart chakra as well. It is. So, you can also use it for your heart chakra. And, um, I believe that's all I picked up today. I got some, um, seven chakra incense as well as, um, some stuff for my bath. Should I go over that mm -hmm. too? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so... I like to take spiritual baths and um, what my spiritual bath usually consists of is lavender, coconut milk. I usually throw in flowers depending on uh, what flower it is for what intention I want for the bath. So I think on the full moon in Cancer, I took a spiritual bath that night for releasing and for healing because I knew that that moon was supposed to bring releasing and healing. So I went and bought white candles because white candles represent healing. I went and got some coconut milk. I bought some um, yellow flowers, which is like a self-love or love and creativity and then I got um, I got some I put some bay leaves actually in my bath I also put some um, some lavender oil in there as well as some I want to believe I want to say peppermint oil but can't remember and then, what else did I put in there? And I put some lavender. That was about it. And then what I did was I put my crystals around my tub or the crystals that I felt were drawn to me for what I was intending the bath to be about. And um, I just meditated. I think I sat in the tub for an hour and a half. And I meditated. And it's actually really, really crazy to meditate in water because you feel your breath 
you know, like the way the water moves Mm -hmm. as you're breathing. And it was weird because certain stuff would, you know, when you meditate, certain shit comes to mind and the way it affects your breathing. You don't notice it as much when you're sitting up, but you notice it a lot in water because the water starts to move and you're like... Water has its own vibrations. Exactly. And that's why I love I used to be so afraid of water, but I realized that I'm afraid of water because I'm afraid to let go and be controlless or to be trusting. And so now I'm trying to get and build that relationship with water. So it's just really fucking cool to sit and notice that. But what I got from the store today was some more um, lavender for my baths, as well as a huge... um, Jericho flower and basically it's used more so for like love spells what I'm gonna do is use it for a self-love bath and then I'll do a bunch of different stuff for and so what I usually do is I'll gather all of these things all together before I put any of them in my bath or around my bath or whatever I'll basically say like a prayer with my guides and my highest self and any other good spirits that want to be with me um, to just set my intention over the things that I'm going to use for that bath and to basically like put my energy into it and um, just be guided along that path. I usually meditate during it so I also ask for like answers and just uh, peace and so what I'm going to do is put, so what this flower does, the Jericho flower, it shrinks up while it's dry. And then when you wet it, it actually blossoms. And after it blossoms, you can leave it to like be wet, I think, for a little, and it will form its roots. So I think what I'm going to do is try to plant it after I Hell use yeah. my spiritual bath, after I use it in my spiritual bath, so that way it can kind of be like a... A flower that grew from my yeah. self-love or whatever, yes. you know? So, <laughs> I think that that would be super cute. Um, and then I got some jasmine flowers, which are just really good for uh, also love uh, and dream magic. So, I've also been trying to start candle magic. So, that's been very interesting. Mm. Um, but I've just been doing a lot of like, I don't know. Regrounding for sure. Exactly. And it's more so like the things that I used to be interested or maybe had a little bit of interest in, I'm diving into. And I think that that's what's really pulled me out of that depressive phase is because, and for so long, I think I was so uh, bottled up with emotions because I felt like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Who am I? I don't know what I like when people ask me what what am I into what are my hobbies like what's my passion I'm like I don't fucking know it kind of brings it back to like school mm-hmm. where to find to belong and once mm-hmm. you find that spot mm-hmm. you feel so amazing you so feel amazing. great exactly and I think it's one thing that it's it's something that you you're hesitant for me trying new things uh, for instance I asked her to do a podcast back in, I think, October, I believe it was, Mm -hmm. or November, and it's been this long, because I was so afraid of, what were we going to talk about, and what if, like, 
what if people are going to think this or think that but at the same time i don't care right so us finding like our passion behind find like our our little plants because she has plants and mm-hmm. i have crystals and we both have like the same interests flip-flop it we both have the same thing right. and it's finding out that it makes you happy so who exactly. is anyone to tell you that oh you have a crystal exactly. you're those people that's right. fine that's totally okay because right. at the same time it makes me feel like i know who i am exactly. as a person and that's what i was gonna say is like it's the things that i believe in now is for the first time i felt like i belong yeah it's a genuine you know? feeling like I actually believe in what I believe in without questioning it or without doubting it. And I'm not going to say that I didn't question it before, but it's because I've seeked all the answers. You know what I'm saying? And I think I that's another thing, too. And it's like questioning. Like, right. Not knowing is going to stop you from doing it. But then exactly. you, you took your time. Exactly. You're taking it each chakra at a time, pretty much one week for one chakra. Right. Like, that's intense. Exactly. That, that's a lot of knowledge. It's a lot of note taking mentally, right. physically. Right. Buying and, oh new my things, goodness, trying healing, new things. The healing is the worst part. I think I spent. So I've actually taken two weeks for my root chakra because I've come to the realization that I've never had an unbalanced or a balanced root chakra. I've never felt safe or secure or comfortable or I mean I have a lot of trauma and a lot of childhood bullshit and so I've never felt that safety and so I realized that I was lying to myself the beginning of the week that I was opening my root chakra by saying my affirmations like I'm safe I'm good I'm okay I'm secure I'm confident I'm no I was not facing the reality and I'm just like you know there has to be more than just this I'm I'm saying this shit, but low-key feeling guilty inside because I know that it's not true. Because you're, you not, you're not um, backing yourself exactly. up, having that backbone and say, you know what, I believe in it. Exactly. You're trying now, you're trying to just train your brain to break the habit of any negative thoughts that you've already right. gotten or dealt with. And I think that's another thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to come to a sense that you can say a lot of stuff, but you gotta actions speak louder than exactly. words. That's what my mom used to tell me. Your actions will always speak louder than your words. Mm-hmm. So make sure you make a count. Right. Put it in your work. Show right. your actual worth. Right. And remember, I told my cousin Tasia, like, dude, you are a treasure. Yes. I don't give a yes. damn what any yes. man tries coming Period. to you. Because I will be damned if you try and hurt mm-hmm. my feelings. Mm-hmm. And then you hurt her feelings. Oh, hell no. Period. We don't run. We don't work that way. That's what I'm saying. A badass bitch. And from like it was at EDC, I gave her a candy that says "You are treasure," and I really wanted her to like start knowing that you know you are treasure. I tell this to people because it's a real thing. You need to know that you might be, you may not feel like treasure, but shoo, baby. You bury exactly. treasure. You better dig your ass up exactly. and say, surprise, motherfucker. Period. <laughs> I'm here. Period. I'm feeling it. I'm blooming because Period. that's what Alicia is pretty much going to do with the flower. Once that blooms, mm-hmm. that's her self-love flower. She, she's exactly. going to make sure she waters it. Make exactly. sure she looks at the research of what it needs to, right. what it needs to survive in right. this world. And I think that's like another thing that you've, you've done is... You felt like yourself was very down in the dumps, obviously. Mm-hmm. The depression 
came around and was like, yo, come come here. Exactly. Come sit with me. Exactly. Let's have a talk. Exactly. Let's lay in bed. Exactly. No, let's not do that. Come yeah. on. I don't want to do that. Right. And you kind of saved yourself because you needed you needed that more clarity of where you stand. Where right. how low you are, but you know for dang sure if there's anyone that can pull you out of it, it's yourself. Exactly. And the I mean, power that you feel from that. And you know, the thing is, I think we don't give ourselves enough credit when we pull ourselves out of Oh, that, of course not. That that moment. We don't want to go into like that victim role. Exactly. You don't want spotlight on you. Exactly. Saying, oh, I just and in some part so of down. us wants to. Yes, because you want the, to talk about it. You want it to right, come to a light and resurface right. and... Get it out of your body. Right. That's literally what your body's telling you. It's saying, hey, I'm going to keep this bottled in. Exactly. But I am not. I don't want you to say anything, but I do want you to say something. No. Let it out because if you keep bottling it up, it's going to bring us back down to that low point in our life. Exactly. The point where there's no light coming at all. Exactly. So, like, for people that feel, like, low, down... Obviously, I have a different perspective and you have a different perspective, but what's your advice to one's self, if that makes sense? So, actually, I'm reading this book right now, and it talks about finding purpose in everything that we do. And basically, I feel like learning that all we have right now is the only thing that's important will change your perspective. Because anxiety comes from living in the future and depression comes from living in the past and trying to live in the future and if we accept just what it is right now and and in no way am I saying that saying affirmations and shit like that like or trying to not feel down or depressed is in any way going to make you feel on the fucking top of the world no accepting that you feel that way is only going to help you get better like fucking addicts say fucking acceptance is the first step Mm -hmm. like accept that you're fucking sad it's just how much time are you willing to give that sadness you feel what i'm saying like you can choose to be sad about this situation for fucking six days six months six years and keep digging that hole and keep letting that shadow take over you or you can feel it and say, okay, I've given you my time. That's that. And something, I mean, along back with radical acceptance, it's even if people are making you feel some type of way, a lot of us, we're young, we're fucking dating, we're talking to people, and a lot of times that shit deals with our mental, emotional, physical fucking self. And my thing now is I'm not thinking, I'm accepting this person for what they're giving me right now. I'm letting go of the expectations that I have for them. If you show me this today, then that's you today. And I have to accept that that's you today. I can't keep trying to blow past the red flags or blow past the bullshit. It's, you showed me this, you did this, I feel this way about this, I'm accepting this, and I'm going to choose to learn how I want to deal with you now. You know, I'm not going to keep sitting here and lying to myself, which ultimately lets you lie to me or make me feel some way. And so anyway, going back to just being conscious and being aware and being intentional 
a lot of us are on autopilot. Yep, I agree to that. I do that when I'm driving home. Next thing you know, I blink and I'm like, oh, wow, All dude. the time. RJ, that's not okay. All the time. We, are, we disassociate so much. We're not conscious. We're not aware. And then all of a sudden, the day seems gone by so fast and we've done nothing. Or we feel unhappy. Or it's even so simple as walking down steps, walking up steps, yeah. walking to your car. We're not thinking about how our feet feel. Like last night, I was actually conscious of walking and I could feel how cold the ground was through my shoes. Like, I could feel like just my blood rushing through my feet and like, I felt gratitude of having legs and being able to walk and being able to feel those things. Like. I think that that's what makes you happier is when you find peace and happiness in the smallest, smallest things. Today I watched a video of a man who didn't really have, he had no functioning in his arms, but he plays soccer. And he's cool as shit. Cool as fuck. Like, his positivity, his outlook, his perspective, like, he's a TikToker, I guess. And he has a TikTok, I can't remember the name, but y'all could probably look it up. But... It's just like, and then not only that, but learning new things, as much as we're afraid of failure, learning new things brings happiness because when you learn something, you feel good about yourself. You feel good about doing something new and training your brain to be doing something new and not staying stagnant and not staying in the same place is important for your health, important for your mental health and how you feel. And... There are a lot of things that you are into that you need to try. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just try it. You it's like to paint, hurt. but you think you suck at it. So just keep doing it. You'll get better sooner or later. Paint the same thing over and over and over. And I'm sure. Fuck it. Look up some Fuck stuff. Fuck it. <laughs> you too. How many times do you find yourself spending three hours on Instagram when you realize you could have been spending three hours on making a spiritual bath and you could have just sat in it? Yep. Or even just a bubble bath. When's the last time you've taken a bath for yourself? Take yourself a nice little bubble bath. And a lot of the time, like multitasking, I'm trying to learn how to stop multi-fucking tasking. Because I've realized that I'm giving 60% of myself to things that I should be giving 100% of myself to things. Like, I'll listen to a podcast and try to fold clothes at the same time. And I think that I'm being productive because I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm getting my, my I'm shit getting done. I'm getting two birds with one exactly. stone. Exactly. I'm like, oh. but at the end of the day, I find myself keep going back. To, I'm like, oh, wait, she just said something good. Wait, she said that? About? Oh, see, I do that all the time. And then it's like, even when we're talking and we check our phone for a second and you lose track of what that person's saying or trying to cook and wash dishes at the same time. It's like I'm not giving my food the love that it needs mm-hmm. to make it taste good. When instead, let me finish this rice, get it started real quick, throw this in the oven, then I can wash some dishes. Let me go check on these goddamn Gonzalez. <laughs> <laughs> let me see if they uh, cook. But yet. it's just like, or even try to listen to music and read a book at the same time. I can't do that. Bump that. You feel me? Like, and it's the sim- simple thing as watching TV and eating. It's that's multitasking. You're not really being conscious of what you're eating or being conscious of like 
taking in food and that it's nutrienting your body or, or even like when chewing your food exactly like you're not you're not really accepting exactly. we're just taking it for granted in exactly. a way exactly and that's why we tend to eat more because as we're doing things as we're eating it doesn't feel like we've we've eaten anything because it's like your mind's so distracted mm-hmm. for no so, reason at all i think it's just focusing one one thing at a time trying new things trying the things that you've always wanted to try and let's be honest like i've been saying i want a fucking longboard for so long a longboard costs like what 150 i've mm-hmm. spent like 150 on straight bullshit food fast food. i just spent 150 on crystals and granted <laughs> like it's what i that's another thing that i love or whatever but mm-hmm. it's simply i could have saved that money and bought me a fucking longboard and gone outside and taught myself how to how to longboard. But it's never too late to do that. Never, absolutely. That's I, but thing I, that but the, my thing in. is, is I'm getting better with money. My relationship is getting better with money, and I am bringing in an abundance of money. And by also not like micromanaging my money, but not also just being splurgy with my money. It's understanding that. I think that's where a lot of our depression stems from, too, is money. Being mm-hmm. broke. Being broke is, like, sad. Exactly. Because it's like, you want to do you stuff feel like that shit. makes you happy. You feel like shit. And I feel like once we have a better... Money is energy. Mm-hmm. It, go, it comes and it goes. <laughs> when you put that energy out in the world, guess what? That's what money's going to do. So if you it's say that you're broke, you're broke, you're broke, you're broke, you can Guess be what? Broke, I spent hell of money today on crystals. I said, ching, 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 go to the money tree. <laughs> and everywhere I go, money follows me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> It'll come back. At the end of the day, I'm spending it on something that I love. Mm-hmm. I'm not going and spending it on fast food. I'm not going and spending it. Yes, it, maybe I could have held back on the crystals that I got. I don't think so. But it's all, but I, see, I like it. I'm like, it's something, and I'm not going to go to the crystal store again for another, like, until I have to work on my throat chakra because I need to go get more throat chakra crystals. But, so then I won't be spending money in that area again because I got all that I needed to fulfill my time. So, then, of course, like every episode, there has to be a superpower. What would your superpower be? Ooh. Mmm. I don't even really know, like, superpowers like that. But, yeah, like, a green thumb. Healing people. Whatever mm-hmm. I could fucking do to heal people, I think that would be dope as fuck. Maybe just be... If I could, like, go to different dimensions, that would be my superpower. So, like, traveling? Yeah. Like time traveling? Technical? Maybe. Maybe? Yeah. Like, like, I want to be able to, like, like, also leave the universe. That'd be like, sick. That'd be fucking sick as fuck. Hell yeah. So Good like new universe. <laughs> I'd be like, you don't even know the places that I've fucking been. Do you know where I have? Do you, you know what you tribe I seen got the kicked shit out of? That I've seen. <laughs> <laughs> I wish up. What? They said you were too much. I said they. Bitch, I was just in the third dimension and I met your motherfucking okay. great grandma, and that's why I don't like you. Your great great grandma, she be acting up sometimes. But you know what? I'm gonna let her be because that's how she is. 
Alicia, it was amazing having you on my podcast. Like I've been I wanting to do this so for the longest much. time because she's like my she's my Janae Iko, you guys. Like legit. She is my Janae Iko. I love you. Okay, because she's so peaceful. Really my <laughs> My dead ass. Really my Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce on the drag, what's up? It's good. <laughs> she don't say that, but this is a different one. <laughs> But, I mean, on all honesty, like, at the end of the day, I'm very appreciative of you and having you in my life. And definitely, I don't know, the word of the day, I think it's just more of, like, a spiritual awakening. It's Mm -hmm. not even a word of the day. It's more Mm -hmm. coming to your senses of your place in this world. Like, we are all meant to be next to each other and smoke with each other (laughs) and meditate with each other and just paint and just vibe out. Yes. I mean, yeah, pandemic is going on at the same time, but you got to take care of yourself and take Another care little of others. Note, asking for help is self-care. And it's not it's not playing victim. It's not. You it's, can't do everything by yourself. And in all actuality, when you ask for help, you take the burden off of yourself. So that's self-care. So. And it's getting a different perspective from mm-hmm. wherever they've come, whatever they dealt with. Because, like, like in this podcast... We are coming from two different places, raised the same, like, raised being black and white, that's, like, a legit thing, but we had two different experiences, and we've learned stuff throughout Mm -hmm. our own eyes. Absolutely. But, like always, stay groovy, like a smoothie. Until next time, you guys. Oh, and then if you want to follow Alicia on our social media... My Instagram is underscore A-L-I-C-I-A essence should be the first one that pops up and then my twitter is uh actually i think it's gonna be the same or it's gonna be alicia essence underscore um and i ain't telling y'all my snapchat because i made that shit in seventh grade she bougie so (laughs) (laughs) anyway um thank you for having me aj i love you so much this was amazing I love to talk, so the fact that she just got me out here talking, I love it. I love you, and I'm so fucking grateful and thankful. Ah, I love you. Thank you. Till next time, you guys. Mm-hmm.